Kentucky Roll Call Podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Do you cheer for a team without a head coach? Is prayer the only way you'll hear your team's name on Selection Sunday? You might be suffering from depression, anxiety, or what we like to call March Sadness. Have no fear, Cornbread Hemp is here. Cornbread Hemp's organic, full-spectrum CBD products have just what you need to relieve everyday anxiety. Try our extra-strength gummies today. Use the promo code BIGX at checkout and get 30% off your purchase at cornbreadhemp.com. Don't wait to beat the buzzard. Try Cornbread Hemp today. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning! Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cap, just... The cat, just cats, 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 cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw. Conrad, touchdown, Kentucky. touchdown, Kentucky, <laughs> victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you, March 28th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your Monday morning. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Appreciate you tuning in for another week of radio. All right. Um, I was exhausted last night, still exhausted this morning. Uh, it's going to be a fun show. And luckily, we've got a plenty of texts to get to on the Thornton's text line. But going to bed early, waking up, somebody's got to fill me in and help me out on what this Will Smith, Chris Rock situation is all about. Um, I watched it this morning as well, and I, I think people are torn on whether it's fake or not. Um, I can't really tell. I mean, the, but essentially, Chris uh, Rock was making um, Will Smith jokes about his wife, and uh, yeah, he went up on stage and smacked him. So people think it, it may not be real. Yeah, like there's a chance that it could be like a bit, but he did rock him. He got him pretty good. So hard to tell. I think the audience was certainly split as well, too. I didn't see it, but I heard a couple reports that it was more fake than WWE. So I don't know. Hmm. Wow. And Justin, he's got pretty good sources on this sort of stuff. So I don't know if I've actually seen even like, I've seen the gif of the slap. I don't know if I've seen the whole clip or 
so he just walked up on it just like came out of the crowd it wasn't even like hey you know he's coming up here to do a bit or anything like that right right like um he made a joke about will smith's wife and then the funny part is uh will's kind of laughing at it but then like they cut to him and he's walking up on stage to smack him so it was like oh the wife didn't like it so now i've got to go retaliate yeah i don't i don't know i can't i can't i can't really how did chris get a good handle it? how did chris if you don't know anything that we're talking about will smith went on stage smack chris rock do we have any idea of what what did chris rock do afterwards he said wow that's that's it and then will smith just smacked the bleep out of me but um yeah it uh, i don't know it uh I'm just, I'm so skeptical of anything. The only reason why I would think it might be real is because Will Smith did like holler something back at Chris Rock afterwards and he wasn't mic'd up. So that's the only thing that would let me believe that it's potentially real. But I also like, I'm, it's an award show. Like, you so not even this can make me get me to watch it. Yeah. Uh, the, the wife watches all the movies and whatnot. So, she watches the award show, so it was on in the background for a little bit. And man, I, it just horrible, horrible television. Not fun to watch. I definitely would just wake up in the morning to see the list of the people who won or who deserved to win. But if there was a way you'd want more people to talk about it or have more people interested, this would this would be the way to to go about it. Yeah, so it would. Uh, it's quite the thing to wake up to. I also like. I mean, kudos to your wife, but I just have. I, I used to think that I wanted to watch all the best picture movies, but I, I really don't anymore. Like, I, I don't want to watch the dog movie. Like, I have no desire to watch. A, a, like, I just don't. I feel like a lot of those movies just aren't for me. Well, what movie even won? Oh, good, good. No idea. There's a few that I watched with her that were okay. Uh, the Coda movie was good. Like that was that was enjoyable. That that one best picture. There you go. Yeah. All right. So that that was deserving of best picture. I'm happy to hear that. Of all the ones I watched, that was actually stood out. Of like, hey, this is a really really good movie. Like put together well. The whole stuff. The other one. Some of the other ones she watched. It just it, they felt so forced in terms of like trying to be such a cinematic masterpiece yeah yeah you know the scores which would just you you would go like two and a half songs between somebody like singing or somebody talking and even in the songs there wouldn't be singing it would just be like the music and i would always just fall asleep during them because they were so like soothing and relaxing but they just weren't all that great of movies but yeah that one was a good one happy to hear that if you haven't seen it it's it's a pretty feel good coming of age sort of movie who doesn't love those so good happy to hear that that one won but did you yeah. uh did you ever see nightmare alley um that that, that one's up your alley tj it, it's it's hard to figure out which ones i actually watched and which ones i fell asleep it's through. the um, uh bradley cooper circus one no I don't, think I, saw, I don't think i saw that one yeah that one's a thriller it's right up your alley it's, it's a good one Okay. That one I actually enjoyed. Like, I, give me a movie where it's like, ooh, there's a twist, and like, uh, what's going to happen next, or or some sort of uh, adventure. 
Like I, even if it's cheesy, I'll, I'll enjoy it. So I, I don't, I don't need to, I don't need a bunch of try hard movies that are just trying to win awards. Like, yeah, I'm good. Well, maybe we'll talk more about movies. Feel free to text into the Thornton sex line. It's your show. Five zero two four one four. 1450 and pop in a Thornton's on your way into the office today. No better way to start your week than going to Thornton's, getting a nice hot breakfast, fresh fruit, hot coffee, whatever it is. Thornton's will have you covered. Stop by Thornton's today and shoot us a text on the Thornton's text line. Uh, so wasn't entertained and didn't watch the Oscars, but uh, probably just as entertaining as the Elite Eight games that we have hmm. for, for the most part. Not Stinko. Really, yeah, not good, not good games, not good results all around. Just the the March sadness of our dismay continues, and there's basically an all blue blood Final Four, and the cats weren't invited to the party, and and that uh, that does sting uh, in a March that it just seems like it gets worse and worse and worse. Roush, it. Uh, Two teams that Kentucky beat by a billion points are in the Final Four. The other two teams won the most obnoxious in all of college basketball. Villanova turns out to be like the good guy in all this. This is who everybody will default to here. But Villanova is the class of of college basketball, really, since 2016. And that being said, as Rauch mentioned, they only were playing basically like five or six guys as is. And one of those better players just went down. So an already short, yeah, already a short bench, already a short rotation, a team, not with a lot of depth, but good, but no margin for error. They are the ones that suffer a colossal blow. So yeah, the odds are against Villanova. They have the, the worst odds in Vegas to, to win it all. Um, not good. Not what we were looking for over the weekend. Uh, I do. Uh, I do think that, like, just from a, um, like a, the part of March Madness, we love the upsets in the early rounds, but like when you get a bunch of them, then you just end up getting crap games down the road. And I feel like that's what we got with the Elite Eight. Um, you know, it was fun. That's like I, I don't St. Peter's getting Purdue as well. It it didn't validate Kentucky, but it kind of did in a way it was like wow st peter's they're, they're, they're just they can't be stopped but like you knew it was eventually going to run out and they were gonna get blown out at some point um the kind of same thing with the the miamis too like it's just like the, eventually it's going to run out uh your, your your time is over and the the powers that be will will themselves to a big win uh and, and it resulted in like you said it's a it's a blue blood as it gets final four all blue colors all over the place it's a it's just a damn shame, though, that yeah, it's pretty much the same Kentucky, the same company Kentucky keeps. We're just not going to be there. Uh, that that's the one downside. But there should be good games, or at least a good game. I don't know. I I'm just hoping on a prayer. Like I, I think all of America is that somebody can get Duke because Arkansas, man, what a what a dud they laid after beating Gonzaga. God. I've tried to decide, um, well, I've decided, we'll see how it goes, that I'm not going to let Duke have uh, any sort of power over me because that's what they want. So I'm not going to let it happen. Yeah, my my way of getting around it is like I just can no longer bet against them. I'm just going to bet for them, and it's just an emotional hedge, you know? 
Yeah, I, I think that's – I've got a couple friends that have done the same. Uh, I don't think that's a bad strategy. I've been betting Duke not even so much as an emotional hedge, although I'm sure that's played a role in it. But also I think they've just gotten some pretty favorable lines the last couple of games. And the – I actually don't feel that way with the line that came out for the Final Four. Uh, we do have our lines for Saturday which Duke opened up as a four-and-a-half-point favorite over North Carolina. I actually think that's too many. I do think Duke probably wins, but I think this is – I think I do think that's going to be a good game. Uh, a lot of folks talking about maybe college basketball being scripted, Roush. What do we think about that? <laughs> that's all you guys. Oh. It really makes you wonder, though. I mean, they've never played you, in the tournament before. If you were going to script it, they would have done I, it before. But no, when you do it now, never played before in the tournament, but his final season, after they go into his house and embarrass him, he'll get his revenge. One last time, for the first time ever, UNC and Duke in the Super, well, it's not the Superdome anymore, or whatever it's called. Uh, I think it's still it, the Superdome. It's a, it, it, it's a little too, it's, uh, you know, a little too good to be true, if you ask me. But I do think it's probably too many points. I think that one will probably come down to the final possession, if I'd have to imagine. UNC playing very well. Uh, Duke, I, just a good team, as much as people don't want to admit it, talking to myself, I think, more than anybody. Uh, but they, it, 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 you're right. I, I think it should be entertaining games, probably on both sides. And the lines are Duke, four-and-a-half-point favorite. Kansas, a four-point favorite. Uh, early betting again i take unc and probably kansas with those but hopefully it means we do have some good games because after the elite eights uh we didn't really get get too much to wait for at the end of games i don't think there's any last second shots or anything like that in the elite eight so not great the sweet 16 was pretty good though oh uh we've got some breaking news tj unrelated okay breaking news oh! The big dog has weighed in on last night's controversy. Wow. Maybe yeah, that's when you know it, it's, a, it's a big moment. What Will Smith did last night was straight BS. I had a lot of respect for him, but to slap Chris Rock on national TV, he's lucky he didn't get his butt kicked. Anyone in, who wants to defend that is a coward. Chris Rock is a better man than me because I would still be whooping his butt. But, like, that reaction is why I think I lean, and all this is just news to me within the last, I don't know, 25 minutes or so. But this is why my I, I default to fake, just because, like, you got the big dog talking about it. You got you got everybody talking about it. You got everybody wanting to watch it, which I did. It While we're talking about Duke UNC being scripted, this is scripted. This is fake. <laughs> Because now everybody's talking about it. Like, and nobody has has ever anybody ever done that in an award show, gone on stage and slapped somebody. There's been hecklers and stuff like that. You had Kanye like, um, and Taylor Swift. That was a big deal. Yeah, but it wasn't physical. You know, like uh, it right, was just right. douchey. Um, but well, and if the, if there if there wait, was ever I'm, anybody I'm that would be involved in something like this, okay, I got you. Go ahead. Huh. No, wait, what? We're what, talking, what? Justin. Oh, I thought, I thought you had more to add. Her statement. I was, I was just going to say, <laughs> if there was somebody who would ever be involved in something like this, with it being fake, it would be Chris Rock. I mean, come on. Interesting <laughs> take. Why, can you explain? 
I mean, he's just he's just the funny guy. He's always been the funny guy. I I don't know. It just to me when I saw it this morning, I was like, "There's no way this was actually real." And so I, I, I truly like, can't believe can't believe we spent this much time on it for something that's fake. That's a fair. Hey, it's a, that's a fair point. I, I think at the end of the day, that's that's what we're doing. We are spending this much time on something that that wasn't real. I would figure your initial statement, like if it was Ashton Kutcher or something, it'd be like, oh, well, he's just getting punked. But uh, does Chris Rye, Does he is he known for doing public stunts, parody stunts? I mean, he just, it seems like when Chris Rock is in the public eye, he's always just trying to be that funny guy. You had that video not too long ago with him with him and The Rock on the, junk, on the what was that movie they did together? Uh, Jumanji. You had, you had Chris Rock on the set, like walking beside the Jeep, mocking The Rock. I don't, I don't know. I always just figure, I always just feel like he's the funny guy. That's well, that's well explained. I, I, I think there's some truth to that where you could just see him like reaching out to Will Smith and being like, hey we're Coming boys for you. Let's, let's get let's get some let's yeah let's let's give, give people, people something about. to talk about yeah. yeah let's give let's give somebody something to talk about you come on stage you give me the old one two and i'll handle it like champ and then boom everybody's talking man the question is would will smith be I, somebody that would play along with something like that i mean maybe but like I'm thinking, like Fresh Prince Will Smith would have. I don't know about Will Smith now. Best actor Will Smith. So did he? Was this before? Because he was up for some awards, right? I, we watched that King Richard yesterday. Did you all watch that, Rouch? Yeah, he. I, I, no, I just refused. I have no interest in watching that. Like I'm just, I don't know. There's something about it. It's like, it's like uh, making a documentary about yourself. Like I just can't take it seriously. It's the same thing with that. Like, I just, uh, I'm good. We're, we're going to yeah, make a two and a half hour movie about a helicopter parent. Like, I'm good. I'm not trying to, I'm guessing you just haven't watched it, Justin. No, but that is on my watch list for sure. Oh, okay. Uh, well, it good? wasn't sure. Worth my time? It was, yeah. It, it, out of all the movies I'd watched, it was one of the better ones on those lists. Um, ultimately it won't be a movie that I'll probably remember all that well. I actually thought it was a pretty solid movie. Um, not amazing, but it was good. Entertaining. Again, it goes by quick. I actually thought if I had any issues with it, I didn't love the, I didn't love the way Will Smith played, but I didn't know Venus and Serena's dad well enough through like the public eye or growing up watching right, blah, right. blah, blah, enough to really know if like he was doing a great job being an actor, but I was just pretty annoyed with that character. Which is maybe I think they want you to kind of be annoyed with him a little bit. So did maybe right. a solid job in that respect. But that was the only he like just I guess it was maybe like the accent that he was playing that bothered me. I think more than anything else. He's like kind of doing like a Cajun accent mi mixed with somebody from Compton. It was it was a little strange. But besides that, it was yeah, it was somewhat entertaining. Like it, it was, was like enjoyable. the uh that that Netflix show that uh, my wife's watching the the new the the Anna show where she has an accent that's so bad. I mean, it is like I just I can't the 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 accent alone is just I'm like all right I'm out like I I don't, don't want to listen to this. <laughs> it's so bad of me, but I just can't do it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad that we had the big dog weigh in. Uh, you'll have people probably talking about it all day. We took mm -hmm. it hook line and sinker, and. Uh, I don't know. I guess you'll probably get more information out about it as the day goes on. And maybe somebody will come out and, and say that it was definitively real or 
you know, not surprising if like Hollywood came out and they were like, it was fake and it was for a good cause. And they come out and say like <laughs> it was for or something like that. And everybody gets talking about he it. He did. But, uh, he won his big award after it and like apologized for doing so in his speech. So, um, so I don't know. Maybe it was real. But e- yeah, the more way, I read on I'm, it, I'm with you. The Go more I read on it, I think it was real. Oh, Scoots has done a 180 in I've a matter done a of 180. Minute. Chris Rock is not <laughs> pressing charges, so they came out and said that. I don't know. I, they're talking about charges. Maybe it was real. I don't know. Who am I to say if it was or wasn't? Yeah, but if you want it, but Justin, uh, Justin, we do this all the time. What exercise do we do all the time on this radio show? If you wanted it, if it was fake, but you wanted people to think it was real, you'd come out and say, hey, we're not pressing charges. Mm, that's a good point. They got they, they you. Gotcha. Yeah, now my brain is in a pretzel. So thanks. Guys. Yeah, we did it. We got we got scoots. <laughs> but you know what? Maybe it actually does sound real because that's what like a real egotistical person would do is they'd get mad at a joke, go on stage, slap somebody, but make sure they hang around to see if they win the award that they were up for. <laughs> like I'm so mad, I'm gonna give you a smack, but I'm not storming out of this place. I, I'm. I'm not mad enough to actually leave. I still want to see if I win the trophy I came here for. So actually, yeah, maybe it actually is real because that's that's what somebody would. If it was fake, you know, they, they oh, maybe have a big dramatic storming off of like him leaving the building and stuff like that, like a wrestling promo. That's true, like yeah, that. that's true. Which we yeah, have WrestleMania next week, so maybe this is just a tune-up for us. Well, it's Monday. It's pretty much summer radio for us, and. The only, well, not the only, we've got plenty of sports to talk about, but you know, we, we don't need all week previewing a blue blood final four when the cats were invited. So yeah, let's just, today's radio can be dedicated to Will Smith and Chris Rock. If we get any updates throughout the show, Justin, if you like read something new during the show that you think is interesting, worth bringing up, then you, uh, you fire away. Okay. I'll pass it on. Yes, sir. Yeah. So no charges. Wow. Must totally be real then. Uh, Roush, what do you, where do you want to go? Do you want to talk more basketball? You'd mentioned that like St. Peter's beating Purdue. Maybe it validates the UK loss a little bit more. There probably is a little truth to that, but that loss should never sit well for Kentucky fans and it never no, will. But no. uh, that was at least an exciting game. I cannot, I thought that Purdue shot at the buzzer was 100% going in. It was such a good look yeah. for a situation like that when you only had four seconds and you were kind of running around frantically but doesn't fall st peter's won i was hoping they'd beat unc because i just think the david goliath matchup storyline would be more entertaining but um yeah that Steve, we, we didn't have a lot of great games unfortunately this weekend i i did not want st peter's to win the elite eight game it, just because they don't stand a chance against duke and i like I'm going to have to be watching the Duke Final Four game with my Duke fan brother-in-law next weekend. So like I, you know, I, I at least want him to be a little bit nervous. I couldn't just be wearing my peacock shirt around him because like he can't. I no, I wouldn't have been able to take him seriously. Paolo would have just done whatever the hell he wanted, and it it could have gotten real ugly. So uh, was glad that happened. There was also part of me that in that Purdue game, I, I thought it was kind of amusing that like either that that morning, I think I was listening to Mark Titus. And uh, Tate Frazier on their podcast talk about how how great Jay Nadavi is, and like you know he might play himself into top number one overall pick, blah 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 blah. And he was just god awful. If he was anything but suck 
Purdue wins that game. But like all they had were their bigs just scoring from two feet out, and they weren't even that consistent. Um, and they, but they did the same thing that uh, uh, UK did there for a while, where it was like, okay, you've got a four six point lead or whatever in the final three minutes, like just go finish them off. And I, I, I had uh, Brooks family in town. We had uh, Duke's big birthday party this weekend. And so, like, I'm, you know, I leave the room to go chase some kids around or something. And I come back not two minutes later, and that Purdue loss or that Purdue lead has evaporated. And a lot of it came down to St. Peter's was just clutch from the free throw line. And as, as, as much as, like, I don't think March is all about free throws, like, you know, maybe 60% of it sometimes can be. Like, it's, you have to do all the right things, but that, like, the finishing move has to be from the free throw line. It feels like like you just you have to not lose your cool from the line. And St. Peter's never did. They were nineteen to twenty one, and Purdue just never even went to the line. I think they were only nine of ten. So, uh, I, I, I kudos to St. Pete's for, for uh, not getting not letting the moment get too big for them down the stretch. But uh, Purdue, man, Matt Painter are, are, is Indiana. Are you make? Can you make Purdue jokes, Justin? Is that is that, or is it too um, soon for you guys? You only got one win in I, like five years, so you can't make those. I'm not sure if we can make jokes specifically against Purdue, but St. Peter's is probably my favorite team of all time. Wow, I thought you were coming around on UK, and here you are, thrilled about St. Peter's. Well, I, I am. I, I, my heart is softened up, no doubt about it. But they're still one of my main rivals, and when St. Peter's is knocking out Kentucky and Purdue the same tournament, pretty good. I'm a fan. Mm, Go Peacocks. That, that, that stings, Justin. It stings coming from you. I, yes, St. Peter's wasn't going to beat Duke. I still think Duke's going to beat North Carolina. But the part of, you know, people get all caught up on the all-time wins, which I do want Kentucky to have the most wins in college basketball. And I get that it was, like, funny to screen grab UK's Twitter handle changing that. What would you want? What what were people expecting oh. them to like inaccurately keep the all time win thing on there? Of course, they were going to take it off, and glad they did it after it became inaccurate. At that point, uh, still, of course, you know Kansas has played like two hundred more games, but neither here nor there. Um, but no, and and people are going too far. But that's just generally what there's a portion of UK fans that do that, regardless in terms of freaking out and doom and gloom and all that sort of stuff. But, yes, I think collectively you'd ask most of Kentucky fans, do you want UK to have the most wins in college basketball? You do. Um, and if UK ends up being one game or two games behind going into next season and Kansas doesn't have several ga games vacated, which they should, but even if that doesn't happen, okay, you'll be a couple games behind heading into next season. You can get it back, and ideally that's what – UK will will try to do the thing that I don't love with the way this final four shaped out is yes we know UK ideally chasing UCLA in the national title hunt UNC has six to UK's eight and Duke has five to UK's eight yeah. so ideally the champion is coming from the right side of the bracket Kansas and Vill Villanova both have three all right you give one of those four so be it. But can't be on the left side of the bracket. You get North Carolina one more. They're just one behind. That's no good. You get Duke one more. They're two behind. 
not as bad, but still not great as well. And then I'm just getting real sick of the Carolina schools. I think we all are. Yeah, um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, since the since the '90s, those two programs have combined for eight national championships, which is just entirely too many. Nine national championships, excuse me, nine national championships, which is just entirely too many. Way too um, many. All but two of all their national titles, UNC and Duke, as programs have come since the 90s, which is – that that sucks. That stinks. That's far too much Duke and North Carolina in our lifetime, specifically, Roush. So we can let them have this one year, and then after that we got to got to do some different things. They don't, so, they, they don't even care about basketball as much as they lead on. No, so. no, they don't. They don't. Um, and it's it's malarkey. The Duke-North Carolina rivalry, malarkey. Uh, my question for you, TJ, we made many, many jokes about North Carolina having to hire from within and getting Hubert Davis. Have our thoughts changed on Hubert's ability to coach based on the results this season? No, but it makes the doom and gloomers of UK basketball. It's like a, a perfect reason of why everybody just needs to take a little bit of a step back. March is a weird time of the year because now Hubert Davis, he can coach. Now no UNC <laughs> fan talking about Wes Miller, no UNC fan talking about do we make a change after this year or do we give him one more year because we don't feel so good about it. No, first year head coach, he gets to a Final Four. You're stuck with Hubert for probably at least two more years. And maybe rightfully so. I don't know. If the regular season looks horrible again, next year UNC fans are going to be screaming and shouting it was a fluke and we're not sure if this is the guy or not. That's why if you just dictate everything on March, you're eventually going to get yourself pretty confused and maybe ultimately make some bad decisions. Um, March is very important. It can cover a lot of warts or it can take away any goodwill that you potentially have had. That's the funny thing is they were they really were like, do we we probably aren't going to fire him after this year and that stings. But I guess you give him one more year and if, if we're an eight seed again or if we're at times a bubble team in the tournament, then we'll make a change. But now he can coach. He's back, baby. So it, it's funny how that stuff works. It, it's worth remembering college basketball season. It's a long season. What's happened in December and January. It won't matter as much as what happens a, a few months later, but yeah, it, a couple a couple teams on the national title list. Obviously, I know a lot of folks are are passionate about those records, and understandably so. UNC with the tournament wins, Kansas with the all time wins, and maybe somebody nipping on the heels in the championship wins. It's going to have to be a big march for UK next year. UK has been linked to a couple transfers. Uh, talking about next season, we'll mention some of those names. We'll talk about that. We'll read some text on the text line. We need to take our first break. But when we come back, actual positive news. No faking. No, no, it was it real, was it not real? We got real good, actual, exciting stuff to get worth excited. It, it's, we don't even know how to handle it because it's been such a turd sandwich the last couple of weeks here on Kentucky Roll Call. We'll come back. We'll tell you what it is here on KRC. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen back after this.
Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Oh, you may feel like nothing now, but look on the bright side. You used to be something, and nobody can ever take that away from you. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. One FM, fourteen fifty AM. TJ Walker, Nick Crouch, and Justin Kalen here on your Monday morning. Kentucky Roll Call goes 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. Replay of the show. Not the entire show. I guess we need to add that disclaimer now. It, it's just the two-hour version of the show. So if we ever go a little longer, it gets cut off. But the replay of the show, 9 to 11, it does not get cut off on the podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, just search for Kentucky Roll Call. And that podcast brought to you by our friends at Cornbread Hemp, Nick Roush. Oh, man. Last night was a great Cornbread Hemp night. Um, great way to just feel refreshed for the start of the week. You get a good night's sleep, enjoying some all-natural, organic, full-spectrum CBD products from Cornbread Hemp. Visit them at cornbreadhemp.com. Use the promo code Big X for thirty percent off, folks. Just just give it a try. Give it a try. Uh, you'll wake up feeling refreshed. Those those back pains, those knee aches. Ah, get the hell out of here. Enjoy some CBD from Cornbread Hemp. Yep. You will enjoy it. Uh, I detailed the Shadon Sharp situation as it appears to my dumb brain on Twitter yesterday and kind of finished it all as, you know, at the end of the day, I think everybody's got to kind of understand where both parties were coming from in this whole deal. And if you're still upset and bothered by it and it's affecting your personal life, try some cornbread hemp to mellow you out. And I think there's truth to that. Just a little cornbread hemp can... Uh, you, you focused on the important things in life. Let the cornbread hemp, the chemicals in there, it'll balance out. It'll make you feel a little bit better. You'll mellow out a little bit, and you can relax. And, and like we said, focus on the important things. We may talk a little bit more about the Sharp situation. I'm sure we will. we got to talk about a few other players that UK have has reportedly reached out to. But before we get to that, we got to talk happy news all around. United States. Almost definitively going to the World Cup, boys and girls. Ooh, we did it. Yeah. We, we pretty much did it. Woo. It was like four nothing before. Like I when by the time I remember that the game was on, it was four nothing. They beat the snot out of them. Well, anybody with uh kids or especially toddlers, infants, newborns, stuff like that, seven o'clock kickoff. I knew that it was gonna bedtime was gonna be Probably going to miss a little bit of the game due to bedtime. That's all right. Soccer games are long. Bedtime doesn't take that long. I I shouldn't miss too much. We're starting bedtime. I hear some commotion. Go into the other room. It's the penalty kick. I don't know if you all watched the game or not, but uh, the first penalty kick. All right, great. I'll watch this, see if we score. Of course we did. It was awesome. United States goes up one nothing. I'm able to like take it. I was so nervous about that game last night because if you lost that one, it's not good. If you tied it, it wasn't great. You just had to get a win there, and you were pretty much in the World Cup. As long as you got a win there, you're pretty much in the World Cup. You wouldn't have to worry about what happens on Wednesday night. You, for the most part, and you should be fine. So once I got once we got that first goal, and I was able to like exhale because. I don't know if you all saw it or not, but did you all see Italy is not going to be in the World Cup? 
They yeah. got upset. Got uh, beat by North that. Macedonia. Yeah. yeah, North Macedonia knocked them out. So that'll be two straight World Cups without Italy. We just didn't make the most recent one, and I thought it was like the end of the world. That stunk. That was terrible. Imagine, Imagine the Italians. Italians. Yeah, no, and like Italy, you know, they are as passionate and crazy about soccer as anywhere else in the country. And they now won it gonna, in our lifetime. Yeah, they're <laughs> gonna go. They're gonna go their second World Cup. The, the, it is nuts. Like I'm, I'm shocked that they're that the sun still rises in Italy with how crazy they are. But the point is, upsets can happen in soccer, and especially you know, draws can happen. That can you, sometimes you just can't find the back of the net. That's a common occurrence. Of, of things that take place in soccer matches. So once I saw the fir- once I saw the first goal, I was able to exhale and say, "All right, you got that one. Now you can play a little bit looser." By the end of bedtime, they had already it was it's three it was three nothing. It was already and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I missed a ton here." And I went back and I saw the goals or I saw the replays of the goals, but I'd already missed a ton. But at that point, after bedtime, it was already over. It was carefree watching. And if you're wondering what the situation is for the men's national team, why we can't say definitively that they're in the World Cup, they have a game against Costa Rica. If they were to lose by six goals or more, (laughs) then they'd have to go to a play-in game against New Zealand or I think Samoa um, or Solomon Islands, excuse me, not Samoa, Solomon Islands. Um, and they so they still should be able to beat either one of those teams, even if it is New Zealand, although that could be kind of tricky. So even if in a worst case scenario, if they lost six nothing or seven to one or eight to two or nine to three, yep, you guessed it, a six goal margin, they still should be okay in a play in match. But Roush, they they ain't losing by six goals to Costa Rica. They could lose that game. Costa Rica's good. United States tr- struggles playing at Costa Rica, and this match is on the road. But they ain't gonna lose by six. So going to a World Cup. That's that, that was a little nervous about it. After missing the last one, I think naturally you should be a little nervous anytime it kind of gets down to the last few games and qualifying match. But they're gonna go to Qatar, Roush. Fear not. Um not not fearing. Not fearing at all. There was never a doubt. USA all the way, baby. Woohoo. Go team. Yeah, I'm sorry, TJ. I just I don't I don't get emotionally invested until they get there. And if they don't like I'm I'm such a casual fan in that regard. Like, okay, they're there. All right, I'll get excited. But um that's really about it. But you do you do like the World Cup, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I'm glad they're in it, but like that's the only time I will care about US soccer. Like but that, so, is when they're there. Not like the actual lead up to it. I just I I'm you know, it's like, are they in? Are they not? Okay, they're in. All right, I'll watch. But like along that same logic, if you like the World Cup the you, you could you could view these last couple of matches as semi world cup games like if you know united states couldn't just choke it away or they weren't going to go so you could have the same drama and fun that you enjoy in the world cup in the qualifying mm. match yeah but i don't it's just it's because it's not I, like, i'm I, with I, roush on this yeah i don't I but it, it but like it is you know it, it it's yeah yeah but it's not they're is. not there like for me being on site with all the other teams even though they're all at stadiums all over the host country like that's what that's part of what makes it semi like the olympics uh and also it's usually during the summer like during the day because like like you know like especially if they're playing it in like different time zones or whatever it's like oh here's an excuse for me to get excited about a sporting event at noon 
Uh, it I'm going to care a lot less this year because it's around Christmas time. Like that's just it's going to that that's it's going to be a fact. I'm going to be too wrapped up in football to care about the other football. I think uh, obviously I was ta- I was chatting with a friend about this. Yes, I I think anybody would be kind of crazy not to want it in the summer. I would rather it be in the summer. The draw is Friday. Like you know they're going to play their match Wednesday and then by Friday. The teams that are in, we we know who's in, we know who's out, and then they do the they do the group draw, which is like your whole World Cup. Are you in the group of death? Do you get an easier group? Ooh, group of death. You, you, yeah, you feel like your whole fate is kind of determined upon that draw, and I'm excited that we don't have to wait long. We'll we'll know who the United States, who they'll have to go against to try to get to that knockout stage. Um, no, I I think the qualifying matches are exciting. Mainly because I was kind of following along as we came up every match as we came up short a few years back, and while it wasn't the way we wanted to, it still was very very exciting. I don't love that it's in the winter. I'd rather it be in the summer, but there is no denying that come like late November next year and early December next year, this year, um, you know, in nine months or so, that's going to be amazing. It's that's going to be such a fun. T- it's gonna it's gonna feel a little March Madnessy. But it'll be in December. You'll have college football games going on. You'll have college basketball games going on. You'll have the NFL with important end-of-season games. Your fantasy football playoffs will be coming to a close, which will be really, really exciting. And then you just throw in the World Cup to add in all of it. It's going to be a sports time of the year, unlike anything we've ever had in our lives. It's going to be awesome. I'm pumped. Kentucky is going to be playing the SEC championship game during the quarterfinals, and the basketball team is going to be in London. So just make the quarters. It will really be an international affairs of everything going on. Man, that's going to be during Feast Week. That's – wow. The group stage is, at least. I, I was really worried it was going to infringe on bowl season. And I'm sorry, but you can't take away your big bad mowers bowl away from me. I'm watching Maxion versus Mountain West action over World Cup. So I'm I'm glad that wasn't the case. Yeah, definitely would watch World Cup over crappy bowls, but um, hopefully not. Hopefully not too much overlapping. Uh, but it will make for and I don't know what time. I think we've talked about this, but what time are the games going to be in Qatar? Aren't they like 16 hours ahead or something? So they're still just going to be terrible times. We looked it up at one point, I think, but um, that's going to be the interesting dynamic. Is like, are we going to have to get up at like? 3 a.m. Can we get like I would even settle for like 8 a.m. I'm fine with morning games. I just don't want middle of the night or super late, ideally. Well, if it's a night kickoff over there and we're 16 hours behind, then don't hold me to that. Like 4 a.m. That would don't hold me. Don't hold me to that 16 number. But I thought that's what it was. Uh, Hmm. Probably time zone. Not our not our strongest here on Kentucky Roll. No. Nope, they get us again. Time zones, they always do. So that was good. That was an absolute beatdown. And again, unless just something catastrophic happens on Wednesday, they are going to the World Cup. And then even if they something catastrophic does happen on Wednesday, they'll get a playoff so, match, uh, one that they would be favored in. So, so all good news for United States soccer. I think if we, I think we're going to be okay, TJ, because when the clock stri- the clock strikes eight a.m., it will be three p.m. in Qatar. So that means if they've got night games, it's just going to be in the afternoon for us. So, yeah. Uh, and even if they do the noon game, we're just waking up at like 6 a.m. 
So yeah, no, it won't be too bad. If it's 3 p.m., it's 8 p.m. Can you say that again? I'm saying if it, when it turns uh, 8 p.m. in Qatar time, then we're going to be seven hours behind. So it'll be a 1 p.m. kickoff. So it won't be that bad. Oh, there's seven hours. Okay. All right. Well, that's not, yeah. Yeah. Not too bad. Not too shabby. I guess if they had a 1 p.m. kickoff third time, or if they had a noon kickoff third time, that's a 5 a.m. start. Exactly. Yeah. That's basically worst case scenario. Okay. All right. Well, you know, we'll have to make do with that, I guess. We'll have to make do. And that'll be another nice thing is like, yes, again, we'd rather be in the summer. We, all of our favorite USA World Cup memories, if you have any at all, anyways, uh, are generally in the summer. Crowded bars, people singing the national anthem around Fourth of July time. It's it, it is fun, but when the days are getting dark at like five p.m., I'll take all this. I'll take any and all the sports. As much mm-hmm. stuff to look forward to on TV. If we have to be indoors and it's dark outside, then give me all the sports in the world. So this World Cup, fun. I've deemed it fun. So don't worry, everybody. We're gonna have a good time. Roush, do we have any football news? Um, not like news news, but we can, we can talk a little football. Um, you know, Kentucky hosted a bunch of recruits over the weekend and had their fourth spring practice, uh, in a week last week. Uh, and all indications were like, I, I've, I've reached the conclusion TJ that Kentucky is just going to run it down everybody's throat next year. And there's nothing you can do to, to stop them. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I have a feeling that the, the the Wildcats rushing attack is going to be really, 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 really good. Um, we, we also heard that some of the younger receivers like that, I think you can feel really confident about Kentucky's too deep at this point um, at, in the wide receiver room. Uh, and it's really like just, all right, who's going to be the guy that's most consistently making the big plays? Uh, Chris Lewis and Dekel Crowdis, they, they, they popped – on Saturday, but we also heard Danky previously did a little bit of that popping as well. So th- there's plenty of time for that group to kind of uh, allow the the pecking order to because th- th- there will be guys who flash here and there. It's, it all comes down to who's the most consistent. Um, and, and I and I think from on the defensive side of the ball, the it, it's it's I don't want to say good news, bad news, but like Jordan Wright. Uh, he's really not going through spring ball, which like he doesn't need to. And that helps because you need Joe Williams to get a lot of experience at that nickel spot. So when Wright's out, they don't have two outside linebackers. They play their medium package. uh, And without Vito Tisdale around, Joe Williams is getting all the reps. He needs to get that experience. Um, So, you know, so far so good. Uh, I heard some good reports about play at right tackle from Jeremy Flax which is encouraging. Um, uh, Eli Cox is still getting the, the snapping thing down, but um, the, the interior could be one of the best in the SEC, that guard-center guard uh, combination. So re- really, everything I've heard so far, uh, so good. So, uh, you know, it's just spring ball. There is a, uh, you know, like I, it, it's not the Super Bowl. This isn't like, like SEC football. Um, but you're, you're hearing – you're hearing all of the right things so far from Kentucky football spring practice. All right. So far, so good. 
that's like that's what we want to that's what we want to hear. Uh, I can't help but think that some people may freak out though when they hear you say that the ground and pound is going to be turned up a few notches. Some people like slinging it around a little bit, Roush. You may have made them nervous by saying that. Did you all watch the San Francisco 49ers last year? That's what they do. That's what they do really well. They can scheme up a running attack better than one's been. Like Kentucky, I think the way that I would put it, Kentucky ran for, they made Benny Snell the school's all-time leading rusher by just running it right at people. And yes, there was a little bit of nuance to this game, but it was mostly just inside zone. So in short, they ran the same play over and over and over again. And just, it was murder ball. It was just right down their throats and it worked. But, but like in this scenario, you're not lining up in wildcat and just going right at people. Like you're using tight ends and fullbacks. You're pulling guards. Uh, you, you're you're using double teams in, at different points of attack to put stress on the defense. And the way that they're going to be able to scheme up a rushing attack, uh, that's, that's what's going to be really fun. And it's not going to be just Chris Rodriguez. Uh, Jatan McClain is remember how much Liam Cohen liked to talk about Jatan in the offseason last year and then he didn't get to play well McClain's yep. ability to catch as a receiver I have a hunch he's going to end up being the the kind of Debo like player where he's doing a lot of stuff in the slot and also out of the backfield that just can create some explosive explosive play so th that's why I think like um, if you are worried but Kentucky's going to have they're they're going to have a lot of different ways to use the running game to attack folks, and it's just going to make Will Levis's job easier, where he's not just like, all right, it's third down. Where's Wondell Robinson? I've got to get it to him. Uh, the, the the kids they're they're going to be all right. The kids are all right. Um, saw that movie when I was in college. It was okay. Justin, I'm wondering if you agree with this, but. I'm. I love hearing all this stuff. It's great uh, reading. I, Luckett had some tweets. Roush, I know that you all have been pretty excited on the podcast. But Luckett had some tweets just saying, "Get excited. This should be a pretty good group." As I'm messing with my headphones, sorry if that came off on the radio. But it almost seems a little too good to be true. Like it's been nothing but positive reports about this offense, and we were all a little nervous. We didn't like losing Liam Cohen. We liked Liam Cohen. We liked what he was able to do with UK's offense in a very short amount of time. We were excited about the prospects of him getting an offseason to work. Let's take that next step. Now you could even get a little deeper with this, the relationship between him and Will Levis. And we were nervous when he left and what Kentucky was going to bring in. And it's almost been nothing but rainbows and butterflies under this gang gang. And I love hearing it, but I can't help but think, like, certainly it can't be this good, right? Like, there's got to be some growing pains going on, or it can't it can't all be great news. That's just not the way that this works. You're, you're thinking that because you've been snake bitten so many times by Kentucky football in your lifetime. Because I'm, I'm in the same boat with Indiana, but we're not coming off a 10-win season. That's the difference. You all are coming off of a 10-win season. And as Roush has alluded to so many more, so many times, Kentucky is all about depth. And this Kentucky team, it seems like, has the depth. I think you you have a right to be excited. I mean, Kentucky, I, th I personally think Kentucky's going to be really good. I'm not going to be stupid enough to bet a win total with you all again this year. So there's that. <laughs> It, it's not that I don't think it's they're going to be good. Like I expect the expectation should for for should be for them to be good. 
they were good last year offensively. They are returning way too many pieces to not be good. Obviously, replacing Wando Robinson, you're going to have to figure that out. Seems like they've got some sort of idea of how they're going to do that. But it's still a new guy. He's got new ideas. It's not necessarily a new quote-unquote scheme per se, but he's going to do things differently. And I maybe it's just maybe it's the, the the skeptic in me, but it just seems like a little too much good news. Like certainly, there's got to be some people that are taking their time adjusting, uh, learn you know, the, maybe even struggling a little bit as they learn this new offense. Um, so far, it's just been nothing but everybody's clicking, everybody's learning it really well. It's it's all positive, and I love hearing it. I mean, I do, but I can't help but be a little skeptical. A well, little and, skeptical. And it's also like people are eager to just in general to talk to you about things that are going well, but like they're like, well, you know, the, the corners are doing better, but there's not really anybody behind them. And yeah, left tackle, you know, it's still a work in progress. And and that's the thing that's nice about the spring is you really only need to like you you don't need to dive into the the flaws unless they're glaring because there's you know, they're going to practice 40 more times before the season starts. You know, like there's there's plenty of ground for them to make up at, at certain areas. But I think just to Justin's point, just in general, is that you've recruited well at, at, at a lot of positions. Um, and they were the guys who have to fill in for replace guys, like, a, like especially on your defensive line. Like those that dudes were all four stars. They've had three years now, like just – just make sure it's all clicking. The recruit and develop part that, that that's made Kentucky successful at this point, we've we've got to be able to trust it um, to a certain extent because uh, that that that's what they've shown. That's what they've shown over the years. It says we're getting a new cast of characters now. So there is there's going to be a little uncertainty, but I, I really like what I've heard about the defensive line because I mean that that 2020 class was really talented, and we're, we're finally going to see the fruits of their labor this fall. So. This is this is a crucial moment for them to to take those final steps, and so far, so good. Yeah, and that's part of the reason why I feel anytime I hear all these glowing reviews about the offense, I, I feel pretty confident about the defense. The veto news, not great, but plenty of time to hopefully be able to figure that stuff out. So if the offense is clicking, I feel pretty confident about the defense. Could be a really, really fun 2022 football season for the Cats. And I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about that in our number two. We got to go to our break. This is Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Don't go anywhere. KRC comes up next. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on the Big X, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Glad that you're tuned in with us another week. Text out into the Thornton's text line and stop by Thornton's today. 
save money each and every time you go to the pump by becoming a rewards member at Thornton's, Refresher Rewards member. It's always fun to save a little bit, especially when gas prices are so high. There's Thornton's at every corner. Swing by today, scan your card, you can punch in your number, whatever it is. It's very easy, it's convenient, and you'll save a little bit of cash, and then you can text into the Thornton's text line. We're going to get to the Thornton's text line this hour, Roush. That's going to be entertaining. A lot of good mm-hmm. text over the weekend. Can we um, can we discuss some maybe not so great news? No. <sighs> okay. Butt slapper radio. We only talk about the the good stuff. So more about the UK offense for football. Uh, no. <laughs> I, yes, I, I'm all for I'm all for us discussing some maybe not great news. Yeah. The uh, as fun as that run to an SEC title over South Carolina was. Uh, doesn't sound like any of those players are coming back. Yeah, a lot of lot of changes within the women's basketball program. You're going to obviously lose Ryan Howard, who was just one of the best of all time in UK women's basketball. No doubt about that, but pretty much the the cast of role players. Three players entered the portal on Friday. Not good news, Roush. No, no, not good news, no. including Drayun Edwards, who hit the the big shot. Yeah, I think I think the wishful thinking for um, the big blue nation was man. It seems like they put all of that adversity and the turmoil from midseason behind them. They're moving forward, and this program's heading in the right direction. Well, I guess that that run did not salvage any festering open wounds from the regular season. Um, I mean, Edwards she had a four game suspension at one point, so maybe there was still some ill will there. Um, so I it, it, it's unfortunate because there. You know, with Howard leaving uh, or graduating, these three leaving, that's four of your five starters, uh, essentially. So I know Kentucky did pick up a commitment on Saturday um, to, you know, kind of rebuild that roster. But it also doesn't help that hours after you hear a report that you're going to lose basically your whole starting lineup, uh, you also have a report that the winningest coach in program history – Matthew Mitchell is interested in potentially returning to coaching at an SEC rival in Georgia. So it was a bad few hours there for, for Kyra Elsey. Well, Georgia, I think, ended up going a different direction. But there are reports that Matthew Mitchell, he's he's his feeling up to it from a health standpoint, and he may want to – he's got the itch to go, to go coach again. And if he decides to do that, you know, but I don't think any UK fan is going to wish him anything – but the best, he had a similar, a worse, not a similar, a worse mass exodus from the UK program. That mm-hmm. was super bizarre. That was pretty head scratching. Able to recover from it, but never really had the good vibe. The, the and you know, I hate using the word vibes, but never really had the good vibes around the program after that. Was able to get back to a pretty competitive point, but it, it everything felt a little different eventually. He retires just shortly before the season. Kyra named the interim coach and eventually given the the reins completely, named full-time head coach. Up and down season for UK. Wouldn't have been remembered so fondly whatsoever if not for that SEC tournament run. But again, as a theme of KRC this month has been, March can really change narratives. Yeah for better or for worse. So that SEC tournament run, this team for UK goes down in the history books. But 
now you feel like you got to get back to the drawing board and, and almost re-pour the foundation of this UK women's basketball program because right now you don't really know what it even looks like. I will say this, and this kind of seems – I'm not a, I'm not a UK women's basketball insider by any stretch of the imagination, is some of this could be addition by subtraction. I think that uh, there, there, there was – I don't think Kentucky if, – if, if some folks were causing problems within the program, while they may be good players that can help the program – it could be a positive for the program to not have to deal with with some players. And that seems to be a sentiment that there was a lot of friction. And um, the, the while, again, there was some talent that's leaving the door, everybody could potentially be on the same page moving forward, and, and maybe this could end up being better in the long run. But there's no denying looking at it at the surface. It's, ooh, oh, no, you're going to – you're gonna have to replace a lot of bodies with the way the transfer portal worked. Mm-hmm. You know, you should be able to go get some respectable players that can fill some of those holes. But yeah, it certainly was eye popping, Roush. Yeah, yeah, uh, pretty, pretty crazy, pretty shocking. Not a great way to start the weekend. Uh, and uh, meanwhile, you have your uh, South Carolina just won by like thirty to to get to. Uh, the final four, um, their second straight final four appearance. And then tonight, Jeff Walls, he's just got to beat a team he beat by 30 earlier in the season to to go, take Louisville back to the final four. Uh, so it's almost it's almost kind of like Kentucky-Auburn back in 2019. Maybe Michigan turns things around, but um, I don't know if you watched any of their game against the Jackrabbits from South Dakota, but South Dakota's coach actually coached my sisters back in the day at NKU. So they were kind of like, all right, Don, let's see, let's pull off some more magic here. You beat Baylor. Let's go to the Elite Eight. And they had a chance to beat Michigan, but uh, ended up losing in the final seconds. Uh, so Louisville are going to take on uh, Michigan tonight for a chance to, to go to the Final Four. I'm not sure what the other game is, but I know Stanford, they also they beat Texas. And uh, shout out to a former KSR guy, Wilder Treadway, who's the SID for Stanford women's basketball. Back-to-back uh, Final Fours. Yeah, I think Stanford won it all last season which was Mm -hmm. which was great for him uh yeah south carolina's already in the women's final four uofl is going to beat michigan they'll be there but then they'll play south carolina and south carolina will beat them and and south carolina's going to win the national championship and then it's uconn versus nc state i think maybe in the other region i know uconn destroyed iu Uh, nc state too they had a chance like they blew it like or no they didn't blow it I, i forget who the team they were playing because um, we we had that game on and Notre Dame. Dame it was Notre Dame yeah Notre yeah. Dame was up like seventeen at one point the same team that was losing like forty to four to Louisville a few weeks ago they had a chance to go to the four. Elite Eight yeah like they they had a chance to go to the Elite Eight and just I mean ch- I mean they choked so bad I mean it was uh, I'm not gonna lie I I got a little too much joy out of watching them blow it because it was just like what are you doing this is who gosh they 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 let that go slip right through their fingers but rough 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 day for the ivies on saturday yeah the, my my wife's work always does a woman's NCAA tournament bracket and i always do really well in the pool just because there's not a ton of parody in women's NCAA basketball uh, i've got the that that region where nc state yukon i mean when in doubt i should have just gotten yukon i you had yukon in the elite eight 
No, did I have UConn coming out of that region? I may have all my Final Four teams. Long story short, but Ooh. I got to I got to be dominating that one. Uh, and then in my other in my men's bracket, I got two out of four, but I am capped on points. I had Duke and I had Kansas, but I had Arizona and I had Kentucky. Then I had Arizona and Kentucky in the champ. Nobody cares about brackets, but anyways, I'm not doing like I, in terms of putting the Final Fours together. I didn't do too shabby, um, although you know. I'm done with points in the men's side. So hope your brackets are going well, whether men's or women's or whatever little March Madness games that you play. Hope everything's hope financially it's going well. We'll get the national player of the year this week, Roush. That'll be, I believe, yep. on Saturday or, or Sunday. <laughs> There's got some financial implications there. Knowing how this month has gone, um, you know, you you almost feel like that. We're just waiting to hear it be Ojiobaji or some something like that or some some sort of upset there, but it should be Oscar. It'd be a little surprising if it wasn't, but it was also pretty surprising to see UK lose to a 15 seed in the tournament. So it's been the March of surprises. I guess by that point it will be April, but he should win it. He had the best year, did stuff that hasn't been done in 40 years, even if it was an underwhelming March. Let's get to the sword and sex on, see what folks have to say on there. Did we not finish it from last week? Great we question, finished it. it feels like yeah yeah no we finished you drink right, i'm confident in you scoots because i don't i don't remember um very well yeah wherever so the new thread the starts that's where we start yeah no we we finished we 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 finished above yeah. where the thread is now okay. yeah because we had uh bill and hillary on the kiss cam so yeah yeah okay gotcha Roush's understanding of basketball is embarrassing. Oh, good way to start here. On a yeah. Tech called for two more fouls than Duke, and that includes their multiple intentional fouls at the end of the game. Learn to analyze games with stats, not emotions. Ref had nothing to, <laughs> refs had nothing to do with the game outcome. K made a savvy move of switching to zone, which resulted in a 9-1 run, and Duke didn't ha- miss a shot down the stretch. Kudos to K for always having – better players it's part of the job i mean texter if you really think that i'm going to like just like actually be objective in my basketball analysis especially when it comes to duke and coach case final year like what do you what show do you think you're listening to buddy yeah i'm gonna um, be nonsensical about analyzing a duke win when i had money on the other side like of course Players not missing shots always makes the coach look better. That helps. Uh, I also, I think my bookie thinks I'm the worst gambler ever because typically, like I have, he's like my last go-to, like in my last, like I have many other ways to place bets. And maybe that's why I'm so bad when I, but like I haven't won a bet with that guy in a long time. But I'm winning them elsewhere it's just that i think maybe that's that's saying nick stop betting with your heart at the last minute before the game starts you idiot because they're always 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 going to be wrong they just are uh well if you ever want to make any individual bets skip the bookie just text me it sounds like uh you're in a good spot I, i'm gladly take some bets if you don't want well, to go to the bookie anymore that's the thing though is i went th- i i i went oh for two saturday night but two for two sunday and three for four thursday so like I, i'm doing well it's just not when i'm texting my bookie the bets mm, yeah let's see yeah uh, Texter says, Roush, the response to your Brandon Knight tweet just shows most of this fan base has no idea what they're watching a majority of the time. 
Oh man, I knew I knew that like I was just dangling the bait out there for for angry folks to take it. Um, but what I and I also like too, there was uh, the guy who does hoops insight, he, Sean Vincell, and he he's he seemingly he he knows numbers, he knows basketball much better than I. He can break down the analytics of it much better than me. But like even he had like a Debbie Downer tweet to just an awesome badass clutch moment from the Brandon Knight tweet, which was like, the thing missing here is that Kentucky was up four with two minutes to go and shot seven bad shots and almost blew the game. It's like, all right, they almost blew the game against a number one overall seed in the tournament that was the favorite to win the tournament. Like, we, like we, we, we just lose our minds a lot of the time. And we also, we think about that shot and we don't remember the seven other times that Brandon Knight missed those shots in SEC play. Like, he missed a lot of close game winners, and that 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 experience was invaluable in that moment, and also in that moment against Princeton and Hill. Even when he balled out uh, against West Virginia in that second round game, like I just man, there was a there was some really spicy takes ten years after the fact on that shot. Oh yeah, uh, the hilarious. Well, no, you don't call a timeout when you have good players, but if you don't have a good player, you call timeout. It's just like the 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 moving of the goalposts and yeah, yeah. weaving, and yeah, some people just need to take a take a step back, realize maybe they, they at least acknowledge that they potentially don't have all the answers. If they have opinions, that's fine. Everybody's got opinions on what they would do differently, but yeah, at least some self awareness to not having all the answers. I think would would go a long way for everybody in life. I think, my my I think favorite response. <laughs> Was uh man, so uh <laughs> that Mata should have called the timeout, right? <laughs> well, yeah, you know, by that by that logic. But I hell, even Debor got a good shot off, you know. Well, Debor hit it, it was Buford that oh, missed Buford. the second right. one. Yeah. yeah. And it looked good. I mean, I, I still watch that and think that it's it's going in. It looks uh, mm-hmm. it looks like it's going in almost every time. That was a nerve wracking few seconds. Still think Brandon Knight started everything a little bit too early. Probably wanted to wait an extra two seconds before he did it. But anyways, whatever. It worked out, and now that's uh, ancient history. A texture says, portal season's fun. Bring me Shannon and Molinar. If I had to bet, Molinar probably stays in the draft. But Shannon would be a perfect fit. Great defensive wing who can shoot. Wallace, Shannon, Toppin, Collins would be the core of an elite defensive team. Yeah, I can't help but agree, at least on that defensive team number. Uh, Shannon, of course, referencing the Texas Tech transfer. He is in the portal. Kentucky's reached out to him. Seems like UK's reached out to a few different players. Roush, any that tickle your fancy, as they say in Britain? Shannon is the one that... um... I think intrigues me the most because he is like a classical, almost like three and D guy. And when I say classical, it's that's the new term for it. But like just having a shooter that can also slow down the other team's best player. I thought that this team desperately missed that on the perimeter is having that, that lengthy perimeter defender. Um, You know, most of the point guards that have been in the portal haven't really scored tickled my fancy like especially the missouri lsu uh pinson like that that does nothing for me molinar maybe just because he is good enough at getting in the lane but that's also like only if savir wheeler leaves too 
You know, like you can't have both of them coexist on this team, I don't think. Yeah, the transfer portal is a thousand times harder to navigate than just regular old recruiting. Regular old recruiting, if you're a school like Kentucky or if you're if you're recruiting the biggest fish of the biggest fish, you have your recruiting. It's the class of 2022. There may be a few names in 2023 that you think are – I'm just talking about like a stereotypical year, you know, even if this was 2018. You'd have your list of guys in the 2018 class, maybe a few names in 2019 that you think are potentially eligible to reclassify. But if you're Kentucky – you know, you're looking at the top of the recruiting ranking, and then maybe you you hear a hot tip on a player ranked in the 40s or something like that, and you maybe take a chance on another guy here or there. That's just how recruiting has gone for decades and decades. That's just that's that's the simplicity of it. Transfer portal recruiting much different because somebody like Shannon becomes available. All right, we like what we see. This could be a good fit. We don't want you coming here being the guy, but we want you coming here being a really good defender for us. You're around a 40% three-point shooter. You're going to hang out on the wing. You're going to shoot, but you're going to be more of a lockdown defender. That all sounds good. How do we know, though, that the second that Shannon commits to Kentucky, that there's not a player very similar to him, but, you know, two times better? Uh, Is that likely to happen? No, it's not likely to happen. But the transfer portal, you just don't know. You don't know who's going to be there. You don't know when they're going to be there. You don't know who you need to show a lot of attention to to try to get a commitment quick. You don't know who you need to try to slow play and say, listen, we like this person, but we know that there's going to be some better options in the portal. So let's at least just keep them happy and talk to them. And then once there's that better option, we'll cut ties with this person. But in case there isn't a better option, at least we put in the legwork and we can go nab this person at the end of the day if we have to. It is so hard to navigate. And I'm not saying feel bad for coaches. This is part of the gig now. This is why you get paid these ridiculous salaries. You've got to be able to figure this stuff out, but it is not easy. And then you mix that in also with recruiting. So now it's not only like you're just going after the transfer portal. You also have to, is there recruits out there? Is a recruit potentially better than a transfer? Do we take this recruit on their potential or do we just take more of a sure thing? somebody that's proven it at the college level. These are all decisions that are going to make or break following seasons that can make or break coaches at job security. These are big time decisions. And just, you know, five years ago, you didn't really have to deal with it. Yeah. You could do the grad transfers. That was relatively new. That was the new age transfer, but you got to go find a grad transfer. That was different because the pool was much smaller. Now each and every year they're breaking records on how many transfers there are. And UK has got to figure out when do we dive? When, when do we grab somebody and say, this is who we want? Or when do we be patient and say, while this person is a big name or it looks like somebody that would help us out, we've got faith in another player becoming available. So we need to let this person go because we got our sights left on somebody bigger. This was the same stuff UK had to deal with last year as well. And remember, uh, Remy Martin starting to ball out for Kansas. He was a name that was associated with UK last year. Marcus Carr did not end up working out so well for Texas. That was another big name. UK mm-hmm. went ahead and locked in uh, Wheeler and was the, good enough for a regular season of helping Kentucky nearly get a one seed. They settle for a two seed. On the flip side, was did he have the star power to be able to do what we all wanted UK to do, and that is make a deep tournament run, and that didn't happen. 
quite the opposite first round flameout. So all these are huge decisions that every coaching staff in America has to has to make. But the stakes higher at a place like Kentucky because theoretically, and this is true, you you get your choice. So don't mess up because it looks bad when you have your choice and you choose wrong. That ain't a good sign. That's not a good look. So there's a lot of pressure on Calipari to make the right moves. And Roush, we we keep hearing more and more names. Shannon is one that almost seems universally most Kentucky fans would jump all in on. I I am I like it, and I I, I am in on. I still would almost like to. You wish you could see UK's big board of who they're hearing may transfer, who they have their sights on, maybe hoping does transfer versus who they know definitively is. But Shannon, at least at this point, does jump out on the page. Um, another player who has been mentioned, Roush, was the Illinois State player, um, who I, I can't think of his name right now. Yeah, he's like a six-five wing, I think. Yes, but I, I can't think of his name off the top of the head either. What do you What do you think I'm, about? I'm, I'm less interested, uh, honestly, TJ. I'm the portal's so early right now. I'm less interested in the portal guys, and I'm more intrigued by the the guys they were they're offering from high school because Kentucky offered two high school kids that don't have 24 seven rankings, <laughs> like, which is you don't see that very often. One of them, uh, I, I do Tiero. His dad played I for Cal at uh, Memphis. He's a I think a six five yeah six five wing from Pittsburgh. Uh, that that happened over the weekend. And the one that really intrigues me the most is uh, Leonard Miller, who I believe is Canadian. He 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 had the six inch junior to senior year growth spurt. So he's he'd been playing guard throughout his career and now he's a six foot eleven guy with a seven foot three wingspan. That intrigues me. Um I know I saw Romans tweeting something out about like Cal has never really had a reliable stretch four. What what if this guy is? What if he's the the six eleven guy who can shoot threes who's a little bit raw, it might take him three or four months, you know, it, it might take, take him a while to get going, but I I I just I really like the if you're going to get the under the radar guy, the the man who does the the late growth spurt is my favorite kind of under the radar guy. Yeah, I, that, I mean, pretty wild. Not to get nitpicky, but like Terrence Jones wasn't a reliable stretch four. They're saying since Terrence Jones. Well, like, you, I don't think you said that, but if you did, I, that I think that's here. what I said. My bad, and, but yeah, it, it, but like yeah, you, I mean, how many good stretch four since Terrence Jones? Derek Willis was good on that seventeen team. Yeah, he was good. wasn't great. Like that, they haven't had a Paolo though. You know, no, 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 uh, not not a stretch. Not, I mean, Julius Randall was dominant. Well, he was a dominant four, but he wasn't really a stretch four. Um, no, okay, I, under, I understand what you're saying. Uh, Antonio Reeves was the player that we that I was referencing in the transfer portal. Um, he averaged. Yeah. I think he averaged. I think he was the 17th leading scorer in college basketball this past season. Shot well from three, great score. Uh, watching just, I watched like all the highlight tapes I could find on him from this past season. Reminds me of Emmanuel quickly. I always like, and, and it doesn't always make for the best comparisons, but I like making UK comparisons for guys just because one, it's easier because the audience I'm talking to are people familiar with UK players. They're not familiar with random NBA players from the 90s or random college basketball players from the early 2000s, but they are familiar with Kentucky players. But admittedly, it doesn't always make for the most perfect comparisons. But I do see a lot of Emmanuel quickly in his game where he's got a really quick first step, 
but he's not overly fast, if that makes sense. So I think he could, I think he'd be able to get by somebody, but not blow by somebody. Um, he's got kind of a quick, unpredictable release where everything kind of looks so smooth for his game, but then, oh, he shot the ball. Um, it's not the prettiest shot in the world if you're somebody that that cares about that sort of stuff. There's some people where if the shot doesn't look pretty, they don't trust it, even if the percentages are good. It's just they can't trust an ugly, broken jumper. Uh, he doesn't have the prettiest stroke in the world, but it is a quick release, and he can kind of do it unpredictably with the way it kind of hitches a little bit. And then seems like he's got uh, ability to be able to get inside and knock down some floaters. Not somebody that I think is going to go dunk on somebody's head, per se, based on what I've seen, but somebody that can get inside and score in a, in a few different ways, just not going to be overly reliant on their athleticism. That'd be more of a Shannon type from the Texas Tech. So I like this option. Again, going back to the initial conversation, I just don't know what else is out there. So you don't know. It, it, this seems like a good one. I think if you brought the Antonio Reeves in and he was like the third or fourth option on your team, Okay, that's pretty intriguing because he looks like he's a pretty solid player. If you bring him in and you need him to be number one, not so much, Rush. I don't, I don't love that then. Yeah, and also um, it's just one player, but Marcus Carr has me hesitant on big time scores at their previous stops. Scores have volume. Score, score bad scores on bad teams. Good scores on bad teams. You're you're skeptical about. Yeah, well, especially if they're high volume guys. Um, because that's like they had to be the only one. How do they fit in when they're not the most talented player on the team? That's where I'm a little bit like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, you can make a case that's like all recruits coming into Kentucky is like, how are they going to mesh? Now they have to buy into a system. No, it's a fair point. And yeah, you know, Remy Martin, he struggled for a good chunk of the season. He's starting to turn it on. Carr struggled uh, a decent amount. So that's a good comparison. It, it's certainly worth mentioning, but. Uh, it, it transfer portal super exciting and yeah, that that's you can this should be the case for Kentucky regardless of who the coach is but especially with Calipari you do feel like Kentucky should just go get the best of the best and again I'll admit if Calipari wasn't the coach tomorrow I would still feel that way like Kentucky still should be able to go get the best of the best with the transfer portal um, but especially with Cal in charge and especially now that he can say hey i've coached a national player of the year that i got through the transfer market that's going to be a pretty good sell as well it'll just we'll hear more and more names every day um that's just the reality of it so we'll talk more about it we need to hit our last break we'll come back we'll finish up the text line you're listening to kentucky roll call i'm big mm-hmm. Radio 1450 am tj walker nick rouse and justin Bates. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. I was the mistress. With Walker and Roush. I wish I could be a mistress. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio 96. Remember, Salsarita says two locations in Louisville, one on Middletown on Shelbyville Road, one in St. Matthews off Hubbard's Lane. 
both delicious, nutritious. You will not be disappointed stopping by Salsaritas. Unless, of course, you don't let, download the Salsaritas app when you go. You'll want to do that. It'll save you time. It'll save you money. You can order online on the app, have it waiting for you at the store, or you can just scan it when you go up there and check out. And any or either way, you're going to save some time and save some cash, and you'll build up points, and it's a, it's a great thing to do. You'll love Salsaritas. Check them out. Today, two locations in Louisville. Middletown has a drive-thru. St. Matthew's newly renovated. Oh, man, and I've just checked, and uh, I've got I've to get to Salsarita soon because I've got a $6 entree that's about to expire. That's like 3 bucks off. So Yeah. Well, boom. It's like, yeah. Um, it's, I, I think the $6 entree, well, they're just giving you an entree for $6. Yeah. Yeah. Usually it's like 8 or 9 bucks depending on like if you're getting steak or wh whatever it may be. So that's a good way to cheat the system. You just get all of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're going to want to use that before it runs out. All right, check them out today. Let's get back to this Thornton text line, 502-414-1450. The texture says, holy Santa Claus poop. What in the world's happening? The Peacocks are in the Elite Eight. That makes me feel a little better about the loss. It still stings, but man, good for them. Yeah, it. I don't know. I guess it just shows it wasn't like a one-offer that St. Peter's was a semi-decent team. You know, you beat three top 18 teams in a in a three, you know, back-to-back-to-back. -to -back -to -back. That's very impressive for St. Peter's. But still, in no world reality universe should UK ever lose to St. Peter's. Nope. Should not. We all that. know that. Yeah. We all know that. Uh, Texter says, well, UK better change all their ads. Kansas just passes for the most wins. Thanks, Cal. Great job. Uh, we did yeah, mention that earlier on. Uh, I think the one that's more difficult to catch will be North Carolina in NCAA tournament wins. So they're either tied or have one more than UK right now. I'm, I'm not, I think they have one more. I think the elite eight one gave them one more. That one's a little bit harder to, cause you know, you need basically need to, somebody to get upset in the first round or miss the postseason and then go on a run to be able to catch up. But uh, well, I mean, next I year mean, UNC could lose in the second round and UK could win it all. And boom, there's an additional yep. five tournament wins for you. Um, if that were to happen, I, I, nobody likes any of these things, but there's one people that are, there's a group of people that will just cry about it every day as if it's going to change anything. And then there's a group of people that don't like it, but all right, that just means next year, make it up, catch it back up. Make it better. Um, it's not like there's there's insurmountable insurmountable leads on either side of them. Well, in in Kentucky's lost the all time win mark before. They lost it uh, basically in the Eddie Sutton years, and uh, it I think it was 1990, uh, and then took it back over six years later during the '96 run to a title and uh, held on to it over North Carolina for the longest time. So. It's really just a, between those three, it kind of goes back and forth, shifting between team to team over the years. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it'll be okay, everybody. I, it, it, life will go on. Um, there's a good chance the Cats can get it back. Texter says, on your tweet, TJ, give me Molinar over Pippen. His 2021 shooting numbers and his free throw percentage leads me to believe he's better three-point shooter than he showed this year, and we know he can get to the rim and score. I'd be worried about Pippen needs the ball needs to be ball dominant to be effective. But again, I assume Molinar stays in the draft. 
see, and I think TJ Pippen, Pippen fits that mold of the guys that kind of worry me. Guys who put up to like twenty shots a game on a bad team. How how well does that that mix in the following year? So yeah, um, and I, Pippen's not in the portal, but I assume he's done at Vanderbilt, right? Uh, it, it would it just wouldn't seem to make sense for him to go back to Vanderbilt, but it didn't right. really seem to make sense for him to go to back to Vanderbilt before going into this season. Yeah, that's so, true. I I don't know. Um, I. I don't think Pippen ends up at Kentucky. I don't, you know, per odds are probably Molinar doesn't end up at Kentucky either. If you mm-hmm. had to guess between the two of them, but I was surprised to see, you know, it, it'd be such a close result among Kentucky fans between the two. Um, I, I, I'll be interested. I just, you know, you wish you could just have a full list of available players, but it doesn't really work that way because some players commit early, some wait later. You never really get this full avail- available list of transfer options, but, Cats are going to be getting somebody because Sharp's going to be gone and Tati's going to be gone. So you're going to, you, you've got some making up to do with losing those options. Dexter says Saturday morning, it seems like our fan base is conducting themselves in a mature and reasoned manner. Yeah, it's just the same, folks. It's just fun to kind of actually get them going at this point. Um, not that it's going to, I'm going to go out of my way to do that, but it, I can't, I'm not, I also can't say I won't not help myself here and there. Yeah, I also just like if I don't feel like dealing with them, then I just get offline. It's kind of kind of nice. But it's I'm, just I'm, like I mean, there's a group, there's like a portion of people though that you, you just you can. I, I know exactly what I can say just to get the pitchforks out and about. <laughs> I, uh, I I admittedly too, I realized that like I'm I'm getting into a nice routine where like I'm just for the most part I stay offline on the weekends and then. I pick up my Twitter briefcase and I, I go to tweeting back on Monday. And then by the time Friday hits, I'm ready for, uh, I, I'm, I'm ready to just exhale, you know? <laughs> no, I hear you. M- mine is more of like on Saturday and Sunday morning, I'll have my morning coffee, just kind of uh-huh. see what, you know, wh- what's the haps, what's the water cooler talk. Yeah. Like how can I stoke the fires? <laughs> I, just, I, I may give my two cents and then for the most part, yeah, go enjoy my day or go enjoy my weekend for the most part. Uh, who's not enjoying their weekend is Memphis. Big suck it to Penny Hardaway and the Tigers. Boy, just who? Oh, who man. See, who couldn't see stuff like this coming? Four level one violations, two level two violations. That's at a minimum, by the way. They hit Penny with a failure to monitor. Those are the magic words you do not want to hear if you're college basketball head coach. And Memphis had the audacity. The NCAA said, hey, Mike Miller's laptop, that's property of the university, which means it's subject to our investigation. We're going to need that. You all don't mind, right? And they said, oh, yeah, that's fine. We'll give it to you, but it's been wiped clean. It's been reset. You won't find anything on this laptop. This is just a this whole thing. Well, this whole hunk of junk. Oh, there's nothing. Well on just it. taking this out of the box because we have reset this to default. There's not a single thing on it. And the NCAA said, "Well, that's strange. You're getting in trouble for cheating, and here you have this laptop which we think had information on it, and now you're telling us it's wiped." Do you have a good excuse? And Memphis just put their hands up and shrugged and said, "Did I do that? Whoops!" <laughs> and that's that was their reason and rationale. So also, I'm, they've received this NOA over the summer, right? And just let 
like LSU fires Will Wade as soon as they get their NOA right before the postseason. And Memphis is like, ah, Penny, keep on coaching. Well, we're already in this. Might as well ride out the storm. Yeah, it's I, I don't know what you're going to do if you're I don't know. Like, that's not good. You know, four level ones. That's not good. Uh, failure to monitor. Not ideal. I don't know what they I don't know if they have to if they will feel like they got to get rid of him. If they just keep them, I have no idea. May need to reach out. And they're to already them. in pretty deep. Yeah, that's that's not a good spot for them. Um, but it does kind of suck for Kentucky. Like UK had Wiseman locked up, and then Memphis went desperate, hired Penny, knowing that they were probably going to be able to get Wiseman. Then told him do whatever you had to do to make sure it actually happens. It does happen, and UK didn't get Wiseman, which kind of sucked. But. Um, Speaking of suck, suck in Memphis. Yeah, take it out, you suck it, and you suck it. suck it. A texter says, the argument that Cal hasn't been a one seed since 15, while obviously is true, feels a little disingenuous when they've been a two seed three times and probably would have been a two or three seed in 2020. Yeah, they would have been a two seed in 2020. Yeah, that's, a, that's another thing. And, and that's, like, a, a, again, another hilarious stance that some folks take is that, like, well, you got to be a one seed to win in March. In March, I think one seeds win it 64% of the time, which, yeah, I'd rather. And I think like two seeds are 17%. So there's obviously a pretty sizable drop off from one to two. But, but look yes, at the final four this one year one, one seed, one, two seed, and eight in yeah. a uh, two, two, two seeds. Two, two. Yeah. Yeah, two seeds and an eight seed, and and that's and that's kind of the overall point is that like yes, you should want to be a one seed, but also what league or division would have their top four teams win the championship sixty four percent of the time? It ain't MLB, it ain't NFL, it ain't college football. I mean, only four teams even get a chance to play for the championship, so their their top four teams are batting a hundred uh, with the or a thousand, I should say, with college football. So it's still. You don't have to be a one seed, but yes, being a one or a two seed, well, at that rate, you win the championship 81% of the time. So by that logic, UK's right there in the thick of it. A texter says, TJ, do the Cal haters have you triggered? No, they have me cracking up. I responded back to the Plumley bro. Uh, they actually are funny to just kind of see them be so miserable because they are choosing that. You don't have to choose that. You can just choose to say, hey, I don't really love the direction things are going. But I realize there's nothing I can do about it, so I'm going to sit back and watch and hope that I'm wrong. Nope. Instead, they want to just make sure that you personally know that they disagree with any any of the slightest pro-Cal sentiments. And that cracks me up. Pretty crazy that the winningest college basketball program of all time only has three titles. Couldn't imagine. Yeah, how <laughs> embarrassing. Crazy. Yeah, really embarrassing. Oh, man. Hey, that, um, hey, that number one in winning percentage, and we've always said at the end of the day that's kind of most important. That's we've always said that. If UK always. basketball was funny, they would have changed it to the all-time winning is percentage basketball program and just added <laughs> that. That would have really made me laugh. Oh man, that would have been funny. A texture says, "Hey, Roush, I'm heading to Oakland for a bachelor party for Arkansas Derby weekend. We'll report back on all that Hot Springs has to offer, dude. That sounds like a blast, like." A good random location bachelor party. I think the only, the only part that like there, there's I don't think there's an easy way to get there. Uh, like you're either driving or taking some really roundabout flight. But that sounds like a blast. Uh, shout out to Epicenter for winning Louisiana Derby. That's that's Asmussen. It's it's going to be him. 
there's really like three horses at the top. So, uh, and Epicenter is going to be one of them now. So, uh, man, we're getting closer. We're getting closer to Derby. Be here before we know it. Hey, fellas, Brad from Brellbrook here with two things. First, a question for Roush. When the hell are we going to get a new 11 personnel podcast? They followed up and said, oh, we've got one. So that, <laughs> that has been answered for Brad. So much spring football and yet so little coverage. I need my football fix before I start erratically scratching and having full-on conversations with myself. Secondly, I think it would make a lot of sense for Washington to come back for his second year as I would, I would give him – the opportunity to or it would give him the opportunity to work on the ball on the three ball finishing through contact aggressiveness with the ball and all the girlies say he's pretty fly for a tie tie i'll see myself out now i regret having to read that brad from bellbrook oh wow uh, all things considered no doubt the tie tie could stand to improve he does need to get stronger um but i don't think anybody would blame him too if he's a projected first rounder and he decides to to jump on that opportunity yeah. we had a uh... Instagram post gate on yeah, Sunday. I saw that. Yeah, um, but I think the the original post was him like posing on his porch so he could make a video announcing that he's leaving. So, well, whatever it is, I mean, the anticipation was that he was going to leave. We all have expected that he's going to leave, yep. and so I would anticipate him leaving. Um, that that's. That seems like the logical one, and if that happens, then we'll wish him the best. He, he certainly won't be considered one of the best John Calipari point guards, but certainly not one of the worst either. Gonzaga and Kansas dominate the regular season. Duke and Nova have been better in the tournament, and Duke out-recruits us. I've had to swallow my pride and admit that we are not the gold standard anymore. With that said, there's no one else I'd rather have than Cal. He will get us back to being dominant. Also, Kansas lost by 30 at home to Kentucky, so like. And North Carolina lost about a thousand to UK as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get that they 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 win the Big Twelve every year, but also like imagine having the refs in your back pocket like Bill Self does at Fog Alley. That's one thing that I I really wish we could change. Can we not just get like the ultimate home cooking at Rupp Arena? What the hell? No, they do some. I mean, we do some games. It's not it's not always, but. They, we get a good whistle at Rupp Arena. Uh, I would just I, like to have the Fog Allen whistle. Like getting the Fog Allen treatment—that's that's the blue carpet, baby. Like that's that's the the primo stuff right there. I I, I thought it was pretty uh, funny that John Higgins was doing another UNC Elite Eight game. No, oh, just yeah. seems uh, like you probably would want to avoid that. Didn't matter. They they dominated St. Peter's anyways. Jay Wright didn't get a championship till his 15th season at Nova, and he went on a six-year run where Nova was either upset in the round of 64 or 32, or they missed the tournament before they won it all. I know he's a new I know he's the new coach everyone is in love with, but he would have been fired by our fans five years before he won two national championships. Patience is a virtue when you ha have a Hall of Fame coach. And again, it just comes down to it. We all can be frustrated with Cal. We can all be frustrated with the way seasons end, but it's more than just March. That's just the reality of it. it just is. <sighs> I apologize to Nick. There's a new podcast that came out. Yeah, there's the Brad from yeah. Bellbrook again. Mm -hmm. Perfect sports lineup today, all by bittersweet, knowing Kay is getting his sixth national championship, back-to-back -back Elite Eight games, then a critical World Cup qualifying match to get us in bed by 10 o'clock. Uh, well, the Elite Eight games ended up being stinkers, both of them not all that fun to watch at all. But the World Cup was a good time to watch, or the World Cup qualifying, so we had that. If we knew Sharp's situation would play out like this, we could have had Nick Smith, who would be about the best replacement you could ask for. 
that's what I would just, you know, I if there's if that's true, then I think I would probably agree that the sharp situation was more damaging than it appears on the surface. But I don't know if that's, uh, I don't think that's a hundred percent that UK had Nick Smith locked up. If that is the case, then I'd like to hear it from a recruiting expert, and and maybe that is the case. In which case, yeah, the sharp situation maybe was more harmful than it appears. There's rumors uh-huh. about Tatai already going to the league and. Honestly, he can go for all I care. Really wasn't all that great, and we can easily get someone 100% better in the portal. No chance I'd take Ty Ty in the first round if I was a GM. Great kid, though. Well, well you know, plenty of about his draft status. I mean, I, I certainly enjoyed having the guy who dropped 28 on Tennessee's head and also set the program single-game assist record. So, like, Yeah. Yeah. And almost like, you know, things started changing after his injuries. So maybe the yeah. injury was worse than we thought. This tournament sucks, says one texter. We agree. A texter says, what a miserable end to the tournament. Remove Nova, add Tennessee, and you, could, you couldn't draw up a worse Final Four. And Coach Holloway from St. Peter's has the most annoying facial expressions. Why, why are we the way that we are? We could have beaten UNC, Duke, and then North Carolina or Nova either, which would have been great. For title number nine, middle of April, can't get here soon enough. Yeah. Kind of agree with you. Ooh, that's why I highly recommend scheduling a vacation for after the NCAA tournament's over with. So you're like, oh, not everything sucks. I get to like go hang out on the beach for a few days. Yeah, you get the beach for a few days. Looking right? forward to that. After watching the officials fawn over North Carolina in this game, how will they know who to give the favorable whistle to when they play Duke? Or will they actually call an even game? Or will Coach K get still get the calls because this is his epic last ride? I'm already dry heaving just contemplating this horrible event. <laughs> it is pretty wild, though. They've never played in the postseason before. Um, UK and UofL four times in school history, and they did it twice in two years or three years. So, yeah, kind of crazy. That is wild. Being in the same conference obviously protects them a little bit, but um, right, right. Alex from but even in the old days, you'd think they would. So yeah, but well, even in the old days, you'd only have one from each conference be able to go, so you couldn't couldn't even do it back then. But yeah, anyways, Alex from Colga here. The fact that we played three of the four Final Four teams, beating two by twenty plus, and lost to the other by three possessions, and didn't make it out of the opening night could could possibly be my most confusing part of 2022 for me. I'll never understand. In Cal, we trust. It's just March Madness, and it bit us in the butt, and it sucks. Texter says, does Chris Rock have a wealthy aunt and uncle he can go away low with? Hey, how about that? Kevin Hart isn't Chris Rock, you dingus. Yeah, hands up. I said Kevin Hart, not Chris Rock. Or I was thinking Ooh. of Kevin Hart, not Chris Rock. But there's, but they're both still comedians. Same people. Yeah. One's just short, TC one's not. Lexington. Bussy Yavi says, I think that's Kevin Hart and Jumanji there, Scoots, not Chris Rock. Wow, Scoots. They're really, you just, you love your short guys. You're you're a short king and you you got mad respect for them. Monday. Monday's throwing on live TV. That was real. Yeah. When I saw the F bomb thing afterwards, it did make it feel more real. I mean, you could throw F bombs on live TV to make it look fake. Yeah. I mean, it would have been a good acting job by him. Uh, speaking of fake, did you all see Nick's former ex-boss, internet trash yesterday, retweeting the Tata Washington deleted Instagram story? No, I did not see that. A texture says, John here, good morning to all. French toast is overrated. That's a bad take, John. 4722 is coming. My Yankees versus the Red Sox. Starts all the excitement. It's going to be a slugfest, so rise all to the judge of baseball. We'll be crushing souvenirs. 
So get out your baseball gloves. It's going to be glorious. We'll got to go talk to you later. I don't even know when the season was starting. So that's what the April 7th. All right. Gotcha, John. Thanks for letting us know. <laughs> Why does the sports talker keep talking about soccer? No true UK guy likes soccer. Well, you I know, think, uh, UK, lots of people in the UK soccer. like soccer. Yeah, yeah. They, love, they love soccer in the UK. Keep my coach's name out of your freaking mouth. I don't know who they were talking about. Qatar is seven hours ahead of us. Thank you for letting us know. Just because we got beat by St. Peter's doesn't mean there was friction. Never mind you're talking women's basketball. Indiana Tim here. <laughs> I have all the answers. Love to hear them, Indiana Tim. Uh, WB PJ Washington Roush. What does that is mean? Stretch four. He played a lot of What in about? Post, though. I feel like most primarily in the post. Um, yeah. I mean, his shot was, got better his sophomore year. I'll say he, that. He was a stretch. We, we, we will count him a stretch four. UK's had good stretch fours. Um, but you're, I, I get it. A texter says, I think sports soccer is the one not familiar with the names from the nineties or early two thousand. You can use the proper comparison, bud. If you come up with them, I'm sure I could, but they're easier for me to go with people that I wasn't seven or six years old or five years old. So yeah. generally we didn't watch a lot of Derek Anderson playing basketball. Yeah. I mean, we uh, did, but we don't like, I mean, we also watched a lot of Barney, you know, we did watch a lot of Barney. So great point texter that I don't use people that I'm not familiar with. Isn't Chris just, Rock always trying to be funny as Dustin described him? What just what professional comedians do? <laughs> oh, that's a great description, Justin. That's a good point. <laughs> you know, some people call us professional comedians. Oh, they do. Mm -hmm. Yep. And this is our daily stand up. When will Kansas have to vacate a bunch of wins, though? Who knows it, that stupid IARP thing? You'd think it would be, you know, within a calendar year, you'd hope, but you'd never know. And, and there's a chance also that the NCAA comes back and says no vacating of wins. It would be a little surprising, but nothing's really overly surprising. And we don't really know exactly what the IARP does. But Memphis is going that route, and you do not get an appeal. So that's going to be hilarious. Uh, will the NCAA ever release punishment to all of them? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It'll KU, happen. UL. They'll, they'll have to eventually get to it, but. A texter says, I love Kevin Hart and everyone loves Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I think the show is also everyone hates Chris, but either way. Everybody have Ooh. a great day. Thanks for the text into the Thornton's text line. We will be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. Don't go anywhere. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, DJ Walker. Six inches from the ceiling, do the plasma look like a project up in the living room. Oh, oh, this is the way I live. Little boy still pushing big wheels. I stack my money, lay low and chill. Don't need to work hard, that's the way I feel. I feel like this is the way I live. Little boy still pushing big wheels.